Hey, boy. Welcome to episode 108 of the Superhouse Podcast. This is Andrew, as always, and I'm once again joined by Maddie. Hi. And also, we have our senior bro correspondent, Carly Lasek. What's up? <laughs> what up, bros? <laughs> it's, it's 2018, y'all, and we have yeah. our first woman correspondent. Oh my! Wait, so I'm the first lady correspondent? Yes, you're not the first interviewee, but you're uh, okay, okay. female interviewee, but you're the first lady correspondent. That that's pretty cool, man. That's that's, that's nice. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, no problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, <laughs> This episode, we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to interview Carly first. She works in the effects industry, although she is even younger than us, I think. So because <laughs> of the uh, lack of experience as the other guys have had, we're going right. to make that a little bit less. We're not going to make it as long as the other ones. And then right after that, we're going to be uh, going into Carly's top five podcast recommendations and then after that, we're going to be doing movie news. So anyway, let's get started with the interview. <clears throat> you ready for this call? Yeah, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> just, uh, just for starters, what is your name and what do you do? Okay, so my name is Carly. Well, okay, so my husband's last name is Lasek. I haven't legally changed it yet, so I'm still Carly Cooper. Okay. Um, and I do practical makeup effects but i don't do this stuff on people because i'm a non-union artist so like i just make the stuff in the shop you're what you call a fabricator yeah i fabricate and i seam and i punch hair and all kinds of stuff yeah it was one of the one of the things that um I was getting wrong when I was logging clips uh, of people in the beginning. I would call you guys costume designers. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, and, that's not it at all. Yeah, I, I just like, <laughs> they're dealing with fabrics and stuff. And, yeah, and then uh, I was like, sometimes. oh, it's fabrication. I get it. Right. Damn, yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah Sorry, bro. <laughs> all, right, all right. So basically, how'd you, how'd you get mixed up with this shit? Um, I mean, like, I always wanted to work in movies or, like, in the film industry at some capacity. And when I was younger, I was like, I think I want to, like, be in movies. And I don't want to do that. Um, and then <laughs> I really wanted to go to school to do editing for film. Okay. And that's extremely expensive. And a lot of my friends who were doing that. We're, I mean, they're great now, but it's like I, they still have this, um, like the student loans and it's like, I mean, insanely expensive and the chances of you getting a job and all that, whatever. Um, it's really, it's not as easy. And I've always had a super big interest in makeup and practical effects. And I did theater and I was like, this seems more tangible, like I could do it. And so I started Doing, I got my cosmetology license, and then I started working on these really, really uh, low-budget movies out on um, the East Coast, because I'm from Virginia, right outside of D.C., and I would sometimes go work in Baltimore or, like, all over the place, and 
um, I started working with some people who were doing really cool, like cheap monster hacked up stuff. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. And so I came out to Los Angeles and that's what I'm doing. So you're a little mini Carly back in the day, in the nineties or whatever. What yeah, movies, sure, what yeah. movies were you watching at that time that kind of, you know, influenced you? You're like, Oh, I want to do makeup. Okay. So this was okay. The, one of the first horror movies that I've ever seen was um, Tremors. Okay. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I was five years old, I think, when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And that movie scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I was, I, oh my God, I was like, there are things in the ground that are going to eat me. And <laughs> I got to be really still and really quiet. And my family, everyone's going to die. And then, like, <laughs> I like, I thought that stuff was real. And as I got older, um, I mean, this is just like a movie that scarred me at that time. So that's why I'm bringing that one up. But like, yeah, as yeah, I got yeah. older, I was like, this stuff is so real and it looks so cool. And like, that's somebody's job is to make that. Like, my parents just go to work every day. And like, right. all my, all the adults I know just like go to work every day and like, Somebody gets to sit and make that. How cool is that? And I've always like been into art. And when I went to college for the brief time that I did, I was majoring in fine arts. And like, I just, I love artistic stuff, but there's, I feel like it's really hard to make a living off of it. And in my mind, it's like, you can do it out here in LA if you just try hard enough. And if you just believe as cheesy (laughs) as that sounds, (laughs) I mean, but like, it's just, I feel so fortunate to be doing it because it's, I mean, honestly a dream job. Like I can't believe how lucky I am that I've gotten to go on set and do the little bit of traveling that I've done and like get, to work with some of the people that I've gotten to work with at like so early in my career. I mean, one of the first people that I got to work with, which was awesome. And this wasn't for like an effects thing, but I did get to do makeup for it was um, Dick Van Dyke. And it's like, I've gotten to just work with some super cool people and be around stuff. And it's, I remember like watching these people on TV or like following these people's careers, like behind the camera stuff. And it's, it's so surreal to be around that, you know, and it's, it doesn't feel real sometimes, but it's really cool. So when did you first move out here? I moved out here in 2013. And what was, so the Dick Van Dyke show was the, or Dick Van Dyke related? No, 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 I worked, this, um, one of the first things that I worked on with a friend of mine who was doing a mini and it's called, or it was like a, like a short or whatever. It was called Merry Christmas. And Dick Van Dyke was in it as well as, oh, my God, I'm, I'm terrible for not remembering this lady's name, but Valerie something. And um, also Matthew Modine was in it. It was just a very small, short thing. And I got to work on a part where Dick Van Dyke was there, which was super cool. Cool. And do you consider yeah. like like your main inspiration was horror movies or was it any other type of genre? Um, Well, I think probably because, like, I was obsessed with Creature from the Black Lagoon when I first saw that movie. I'm super into old movies. Like, one of my favorite movies is from the 30s. I love 
all like once I don't know I just I love older movies because I feel like they're so theatrical and like when I was growing up I was very involved in theater and one of the first like high school things that I did makeup wise with um theater was I got to be head of the makeup department for Seussical, which is a Dr. Seuss musical. So there was some really cool stuff with that, with like these big feather masks and different things. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of fun and I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. I mean, the worst thing you could yeah. do is not talk at all. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> why Creature from the Black Lagoon? Like, why was that but, yeah, your favorite at the time? I just, I... I loved that like this guy was in a monster suit and was swimming underwater and climbing up on this boat. And I don't know, I just, I really liked that movie when I was younger. It was one of my favorite um, like classic movies. And I guess horror probably wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't say that that was necessarily like, oh, I guess it is a horror movie, but like, the gore stuff when I was younger, I could not watch that. And I've, be, I've gotten so desensitized to it from working around all of that now that it's yeah. like, you know, I actually enjoy watching stuff like, I mean, I don't enjoy watching gore, but it doesn't like bother me the way that it used to. Yes. But yeah, like horror has always been cool, but I think I like fantasy stuff more where it's like, because I, I don't know, like I like, I like, um, like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones type of shit or what? Like, yeah, like Pan's Labyrinth type okay. of stuff, too, you know, like really like that kind of stuff. I think all of that's awesome. And I think that's really inspirational because I feel like it's more artistic than just like a bloody stump or um, somebody getting their head knocked off, you know, not that there's no talent or like skill in that. It's just like I, 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 I like to look at things that are like nice to look at. <laughs> so, so, sure. So you must have liked um, Shape of Water. You saw that? Or, no, or I not have yet. not seen oh. that. Uh, I know, I know. I'm terrible. I haven't seen that yet. I have heard t really, really great things about it, and I would love to see it. And everything that I've seen and heard, it sounds fantastic. So I'm excited. It is a really great movie. I mean, it's one of the best movies I saw last year. There's just some, for me, there's some weirdness because you're essentially watching like a bestiality film. A little bit, but you <laughs> know, like, way. like Beauty and the Beast was all true, like, true. I mean, you know, and I get that like he was inside a person, but not really, you know, like yeah, he was yeah, still yeah. and that and I, I from what I hear with this movie, spoiler alert, can I say something? Yeah. I know. Okay. Spoilers coming about. Yeah. Rose, cover your ears. <laughs> um. Uh, but that she is like part fish too, and she has gills, so she's like a hybrid version. So it's that's not, not as... exactly right. Okay, that's well then I'm in for quite a surprise. Yeah, she. I mean, the only way. I mean, it's not. The thing is, you got to like wrap your head around the bestiality thing a little bit because you got to realize, I guess, that this. Well, this, I don't, this guy I is like a humanoid. He's a humanoid type of guy. Yeah, I mean, I think bestiality has to be with someone that can't consent. Like, right. so if you're just like having sex with a horse, <laughs> it's totally different than having sex with wait, someone wait. that communicates. So, so, so consent is what makes it not bestiality. So, like, if a monkey I, could sign to you, let's do it. Well, I don't think. Wouldn't. I mean, I don't think. But I think the thing is, is that the, the fish man in this has like 
he's obviously smarter than an ape. Dude, I know. saw a video recently where a it was a cat that was signing to a person for food, like patting on his face for stuff. So if a cat signed to you that it was all that's about not, that's not that's sign not language that's not sign language but i mean you know there are <laughs> there are finger movements that you need to make to do okay that um i'm just saying it's like there's like yes you can easily say it's bestiality but i don't really like i think it goes i don't think that that's you know i mean obviously fishmen don't exist so it's a fair to tell so. that's the thing yeah it's just I, like, I just i would not i mean i get it that people would think it's bestiality, but I just don't sure. think that it is because he's like, I mean, he, like you haven't seen the movie, so you don't know how he acts in certain scenes, but I'd say that there's no, a thinking, a thinking being behind that because it'd be like, well, like what if an alien came down and you talk to an alien, what's that called? Talking to an alien. <laughs> no, but I, mean, I, I mean, if you have that, if you, if, if you had sex with said alien, but, but, What's that called? That'd be called fucking an alien, bro. Yeah, be broing down with an so alien. So is this just not a fucking a fish man? I didn't view it so much as like sentience. I mean, of course, oh, he had, it he seems like he has alien? sentience. But no, he's not an alien. He's from uh, oh, South okay. America. But uh, I think mm-hmm. that, I think maybe you, they didn't really explain too much of the origins, but I think, I think like if he was like, if you look at him like as a beast, then he is, then it's bestiality. But at the same time, you could look at it like this is maybe like an offshoot of man's evolution. And it's some creatures that evolved in the uh, Amazon that were part of man's line or something like that. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I thought, he's also, I thought too much about this. He's sure. also, a, he's also a God too, because he does have powers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He he, spoiler alert. But he's stuck in a tank. Well, he he doesn't have get out of tank powers. <laughs> <laughs> he has some like crazy healing powers and shit. Oh, all right, all right. Which is really cool. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Sorry to bring the interview to this topic. <laughs> I no, just, it's okay. Wait, I just thought but, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I, um the the shape of water guy you know he's kind of creature from the black lagoony you know they could be cousins or it's the best it's the best non-remake ever yeah right 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 yeah i've been hearing good things you should definitely see that man oh i will i shall bro all right bro i can't even believe you haven't seen it yet bro bro (laughs) del torbro did that (laughs) all right um did you admire any makeup artists growing up um, I mean, obviously, like everybody knows Rick Baker, you mm-hmm. know, like who doesn't like I when I was doing um stuff in theater, you know, we had a bunch of we were doing like effects gore makeup for theater and we had the books and everything. So like, it's like, oh, look into that. And, you know, but I don't I don't feel like I know enough about the actual like industry at the time and when i moved out to los angeles to really pursue that that's when i like really started learning about makeup artists and like the effect side of it so i don't think i really had anybody growing up that i like aspired to be because i just i mean as silly as it sound i never just really looked into it 
Like I would appreciate everything and watch the movies and like, oh man, I love that. But I would never like be like, oh, who, who made that? Because I don't know. I just, I didn't, that's terrible to say, but no, no, that's okay. Um, I noticed too, that you seem to watch a lot of comedies, like more than a lot of other people in the shop. Like you talked about watching Kingpin recently and the other guys and all these type of movies and people, I don't think a lot of people realize, but there are, there's a certain amount of, um, practical effects in comedies as well. And they are done shittier on purpose to make it funnier usually. But, um, do you have any interest in, in that side of it at all? Oh, of course. I mean, like, I think it would be so much fun to go do some of the stuff, you know, that they do for comedic purposes, not just for, you know, the fantasy stuff for the gore or whatever, like that would be awesome. It's always, I feel like anytime you get to be a part of just this in general, like regardless of the genre, I think it's pretty cool. Do you have like a, like a dream movie you'd want to work on? Um, well, I don't know, like, if, like, something's coming up, but I mean, I don't like, but obviously, like, it would be fun to work on a really cool, like, big superhero movie. I think that would be a lot of fun uh-huh. Um, to get to see, like, the onset, you know, like, some of the uh, practical effects happening combined with your um, makeup effects stuff that's provided. Like, I think that would be really, really cool. Or just doing a big fantasy sci-fi thing would be really cool. Do you have a do you have a favorite superhero at all? I love Deadpool. <laughs> oh, the comedic one, yeah. <laughs> I know he's really funny, but also because I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> all right. Did you ever? <laughs> no, but um, even before that, I would play the video game with my friend, and um, uh... I would always laugh at some of his little one-liners. Like, oh man, that was my favorite bullet. As he, he shot people. <laughs> Did you play Marvel versus Capcom three? He was in that as well. Oh no, I didn't. Every, when he would shoot his guns, he would go bang, 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 bang. It, <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's cool. And he would grab his own power bar in the game and whack the other person with it. Oh, that's so funny. Because it's genius. That's breaking the video game fourth wall. Exactly. That's so genius. That's amazing, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And whenever you win, whenever you would win the match, he would look at the screen and go, I was sitting here fighting my ass off where you're just sitting on the couch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's funny. I like, I just, I also, um, I like Harley Quinn. But okay. I really, really dislike Suicide Squad, and I think they there was a really cool opportunity to like establish that character in some kind of way, and I think they ruined her. And I love Margot Robbie, and I think she's perfect for it. But I just really didn't like the character. Yeah, she did a great job. She just wasn't in a good movie for it. Ultimately, well, I but... just I feel like the styling decisions they made and just. They made her seem a lot dumber than, you know, she was. She was brilliant. You know, she's a doctor. So, like, I just, um, I wish, I don't know. I, I wish things had been, di- uh, that whole movie that changed the, like, entire moral structure of so many different characters. And that just bothers me and whatever. But, like, yeah, I love Harley Quinn. She's cool. <laughs> did, did, were you a fan of the uh, animated Batman back in the 90s? Yeah, of course. The beginning of Harley Quinn. Yeah. 
I rewatched Mad Love, the one of the episodes that she's in with the Joker, in, in like a year ago or so. It's it holds up, man. That was just such a great episode. Yeah, I mean, like I, you know, like I love cartoons. I just we've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been talking about that plenty before. So you almost made a t- cartoons list, but we ended up. I on know, a I did. List. Yeah, we did because. All right, so like. When you asked me what to choose for what what am I most interested in pop culturally, I had so many interests. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like something that like would be good to potentially talk about on a podcast because I only recently got into like actually liking podcasts and listening to them because I didn't really understand and I thought you had to like pay for stuff and download stuff and it's not like that at all. I yeah. think they're awesome. So I was like, well, I feel like maybe that would be a good idea. So, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people like, <clears throat> it seems like at least some people still don't know how to really get a podcast. I don't know how the podcast apps work. Like a lot of people just go to the web browser, click on that link and start listening. But yeah, the way you're supposed to do it, at least as far as I can tell, is you subscribe to it in a podcast app and it'll come to you when it as soon as it, exactly. it releases but exactly. there's still some confusing and confusion and also a lot of people are are confused in the fact that they they think that podcasts are just for iPhones yeah that's also true and they are not yeah you they're get for for anything you can even do it on to your iPod like if you don't have a smartphone or whatever because you can download stuff and put it onto your iPod yeah I think the medium's great, man, because it's like you can listen to exactly what you want to listen to. And like, I know. when you're in the car, like when I listen to uh, music, it's like I want to skip a lot. And I'm like, you know, yeah. fiddling with the radio with the with the i with my iPhone more than I should be when I'm driving. Exactly. I put on a podcast, I don't have to fucking touch shit for over an hour or more. Right. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So. I I completely agree with you. And it's awesome, like at work, you know, like you can just keep your headphones in and listen to something. You're not having to skip Dude, around. But... Everybody at work, man. Everybody mm-hmm. at work has just got podcasts on constantly. All day, every day, nonstop, bro. Like my pre my previous work, nobody even fucking knew what a podcast was. And then I come to this job and everybody's just because it's just the nature of the job. You're you guys are all working sure. on different like shit. You don't have to talk to many people that much. So you just <laughs> tune the fuck out times, and put on the podcast. A lot of Sometimes it's difficult to talk to people like with either how loud it is or you have a respirator on or, right, you right, know, right. like it's just it's easier to just pop your headphones in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just it's kind of like perfect job for that kind of thing. I know. It's great. Yeah. It's really fun. I love working in a shop and I like I've, I'm really lucky, like getting to go on set and I loved getting to go on set and I'll continue. But I like I think. I most like want to stay in the shop. I don't, you know, like it was fun and everything, but I just love the feeling of, you know, everybody hanging out and having a good time in the shop while you're making stuff. And it's can be stressful, but less stressful. You don't have people like barking at you and you know, the hours aren't so crazy and the conditions aren't so crazy and just a bunch of, you know, people hanging out, making art, having fun. Yeah, it's like the fun time and being on set is the uh it's not so fun. It's like it's such a high stress environment. 
It's high stress. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun and I'm romanticizing a lot of it now that it's over. Cause when you're going through it, sometimes you're just like, I don't, what have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> I could have been a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But then you're also like, nah, wait, man, this is really freaking cool. And like, well, I, I could not have been a doctor, but <laughs> <laughs> that involves math and uh, I'm out. Yeah, like, yeah, no thanks, bro. <laughs> no um, way, bro. <laughs> no way, bro. But yeah, no, I just being in the shop is so much fun. And all everybody that I work with is that, you know, everybody's so much fun. We have such a good time. Yeah, it's the first job I kind of look forward to going to. <laughs> Really? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I've had okay jobs before, and I've had great bosses before, you know, but it's just the yeah. environment, also the, like, goals in life, like, life goals-wise, sure. wasn't really, like, um, in the direction that I really wanted to be in, whereas yeah. this is, like, kind of, you know, basically it. Like, I, I you know, I didn't I grow up thinking I would work in makeup, but... Mm -hmm in any capacity but at the same time i i kind of feel like a lot of my life goals have kind of been accomplished thanks to justin and mike and you know all the powers I, all the powers that be and all that you know begin to say how much i love working for justin and mike and like i feel so lucky to be at that company and just i Oh, I feel like I've learned so much because yeah. they've allowed me to grow so much there and they've given me so much opportunity and I just, they're so generous and like, I don't, I feel like they're great bosses and I've had so much fun working for them and I've heard, you know, like I haven't really been at any other shops, so like, I don't know how it is, but like from what other people say, they're like, no, like the things that we get here, it's not the same everywhere. You know, like the fact that he gets a cake for everybody on their birthday, you know, like that's really nice. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like he's, yeah, I just, I feel so lucky to work there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I feel like maybe there's a certain type of person that would say, I made it. I, me, I, I did right, it. Right, right, right. But really it kind of feels like somebody let me, Somebody mm -hmm. fucking took a chance on me, man. You know, like I know I can barely I don't think I can say I made it. Yeah, like sometimes I wanna be like, okay, well like hopefully they don't figure out like how how not qualified you are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I feel. I'm like, oh shoot, when's that gonna happen? <laughs> like, yeah. Still waiting on the day, baby. Like, yeah. oh, they haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I must be good at hiding. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no, but oh, they're great. Yeah. And they, I feel like really take, I, I feel like they do a good job on having people that, you know, are really nice to work with and, you know, like ev everybody gets along and. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It, it, it sometimes feels like, like they don't give a fuck how talented you are. If you're going to mess up the vibe, you're not yeah. working there, man. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, I, look, this is just speculation on my part. I don't want to get in trouble saying this stuff. It just has seemed like that, seemed like that to me in the past. I don't know if it's true or not. I, have I disclaimed this enough? Uh, well, sure. Yeah, of course, that's speculation. But I feel like in a, in a 
in this industry in particular, because you're a contracted person, like, you know, even if you're on set, you're only there for, you know, a certain amount of time. And if you have, you know, a bad attitude or you're, you know, difficult to work with, like that can be a big reason why it's like, yeah, you know what? I'd just rather not deal with it because there are so many people who would kill to have this opportunity, you know? Exactly. And, you know, it's makeup effects. And the only person who's saving babies, you know, is Bernie. So (laughs) (laughs) So, let's let's explain that a little bit since you brought it up. There's a guy at the shop named Bernie, and I have asked him for an interview, but he wants to wait until work chills out. Although it has kind of chilled out. I'll ask him again. He would be, he is, I feel so lucky to be at a desk close to him. Because yeah. he is so, he's just so easy to work with, and he knows, like he's he's brilliant. He's a he's a wizard. He's he's a wizard with the blood. Yeah, yeah. And everything else, but about the baby comments. So this is declassified, right? Yeah, it's been. Um, there was a TED talk where it's been talked about. Um, there was, oh. Wow, is that a landline? Yeah. What was that? Oh, I don't know. Um. Anyway. Um. um back yeah. to the thing. So Bernie is does prosthetic babies for no, the, so they're they're um they're practice like surgery surgery pieces uh huh um so they're just like yeah he makes babies for it's for Boston um Children's Hospital and it's like a <clears throat> brain surgery piece that he makes it's very very lifelike so a doctor can practice the surgery because before the stuff that they had was really clunky and um, like not realistic. And uh, I, from what I understand um, when we did the Nick, I guess the stuff that we did for that show, which was amazing. Everybody who worked on like it's phenomenal. It was really good. Um, that stuff, the surgical stuff looks so good that somebody at the hospital took notice and contacted um, Justin to figure out if there was something that could be done to make practice surgery pieces. So that's what Bernie does. So he helps doctors learn life-saving surgeries that they don't have like really good videos of because by the time you figure out like a baby needs this surgery, it's too late to like get a camera in there and sign, you know, all that stuff. You just got to do it. So like, it's just been a really good educational tool for doctors. And he, um, invent or came up with a lot of techniques and materials and working with different stuff to make it extremely lifelike. So it's pretty cool. Saving lives, bitch. Yeah. He's like gone out there to watch the brain surgeries and stuff. I mean, I tell, I call him a doctor all the time. Anytime anybody <laughs> does anything, it's like, I'll have Dr. Bernie look at it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's pretty fucking sweet. I so, know. It's crazy. Um, can you explain just, uh, you mentioned it a little earlier, but just to kind of clarify things. So you're a fabricator. So can you explain what exactly that is? <clears throat> so, I mean, I feel like I am a lot of things and there are a lot of categories for that. But yeah, so I do silicone fabrication where I make um, prosthetic pieces like app or appliances uh, out of silicone 
and then somebody else will put it on on set or I also fabricate um, dummies like big dead dummies or lifelike autopsy stuff um, also most of the time out of silicone but I also do seaming which is like a whole nother department but I feel like if you know you're fabricating with silicone or foam and all that like you you know can seam and do all that stuff too I guess but anyway yeah so seaming and that's just getting rid of um the lines in a piece from where a mold comes together and uh, I also do life casting which I really really like doing because that kind of brings me back to my spa days and also like you get let's to- let, okay let's explain that real quick for the listener what is life casting oh okay so life cast is when you take a casting an impression of a person or a 3d object or but usually like we'll have somebody come in and say we have to do um like a prosthetic leg or an arm for them or if they're getting something chopped off we would uh, take a casting of their arm with silicone or alginate, depending on what we're doing, and then back it with some plaster bandages, and you basically have what looks like a ski accident um, cast because it's just like this big plaster bandage thing. And then you fill that, and then you have a positive, and then you'd have that person's arm. Yeah, you basically get like a the, a mannequin sculpture, basically of the person's face or arm or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, you get the um, texture of their skin and everything, and you know, like we've done three D scans at the shop too, but like you don't get the same um, amount of. It's not quite there detail. yet. Not quite. Plus, like getting it printed or milled or you know whatever, like that's also not quite there. This is the process that a lot of people like are somewhat familiar with. And they always ask, are you going to put straws in my nose? And I'm no no expert on this stuff, but it seems like they only put straws in people's nose for like a week in the twenties. And then they they moved on. It seems like that was, that's a stereotype, not a stereotype, but it's like a, it's just an image people have in their head that just. That that's the image people have in their head is because like, that story has been told so many times of how, oh, this lady's straws fell out of her nose and she almost died. <laughs> so everyone's like, are you going to put straws in my nose? Yeah. Yeah. So you can breathe through the stuff they're putting on your face that hardens into the material, the silicone material or whatever. Right. Just trying so, to yeah, explain yeah. it for the listener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like if we, if you were to get your face or your head casted, you would, you know, get a bald cap put on so your hair would all be covered unless you had a shaved head, which then we wouldn't have to do that. And then um, we rub silicone all over your head and leave your nose, the the holes of your nose open so you can still breathe through your nose. And occasionally we've left the mouth open if somebody has like a sinus issue or is just really like, I need to have my mouth open. We'll be like, all right, you can keep your lips parted and we'll just leave a you know, space in the silicone and you don't have to worry about it. I haven't actually seen that. Yeah. You guys um, do that yet. No, we've done it a couple times um, earlier on. uh, But sometimes the issue of it too is like the weight of the silicone can pull the lip a little bit. So you get this like heaviness from the silicone on the lower lip um, that has to be sculpted or corrected or whatever. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, and then you we let a couple layers of silicone set up on you and then cover all of that in plaster bandages that would harden. So you'd have the shell and then you take the shell off and take the silicone off and boom, got your a copy of your head. Nice, ready, bro. Ready to bro out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question. Okay. In this interview. So you, um, what what's what's next? Like, do you just, you just want to keep on being a fabricator? Is there like a next step? What, what, how do you, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, oh, 10 years? Um, I would love to still be working in a shop, like doing all of this stuff. Like I loved all the suit work that we were doing this past year. And I've loved all of the getting to go to set and do all the dummy stuff. Like, you know, that's been really, really fun. Um, but I think like if I was doing exactly what I'm doing now, just like on, you know, like I don't, I don't think I'd be upset with it because I like where I am right now. But also I want to have more like my own personal stuff going on. I don't really have anything of my own that I'm working on right now. And I have all these ideas for stuff I want to do. You mean like but... a sculpture on your own that you bring to like Monster Palooza or what are you talking about? Um, like. Well, yeah, I mean, sculptures would be all right, but like maybe some paintings or uh -huh. even just some of my own makeups to do on people, my own little prosthetic sculpts and stuff. And because like, I, I, I love um, like, you know, just interesting photography and art pieces. So I'd like to make things, you know, to be photographed in settings, you know, for my own personal art pieces. And I'd love to have that, be able to do that. But, you know, life gets in the way, man. <laughs> I understand, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sellout. <laughs> oh, to the, uh, to the uh, effects man. Yeah, to the effects man. No, it's good. I, I, I'm glad. I. It's funny because when I came out here to do this, like my family's supportive, but... I feel like, you know, they were all like, you're running away with the circus. <laughs> and, when, <laughs> and when I got to file my taxes and it was like, I get to put artist as my type of employment or what, like what I am on my tax returns and I pay for my own stuff. So, ha ha. <laughs> I win, bitch. I win. B word. Suck it, bruh. Bruh. All right. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. So let's get to your uh, senior bro uh, correspondent. All right. For us. Okay, so I have picked um, to talk about some podcasts, and uh, I've got five podcasts that, you know, people should listen to, at least in my opinion. Not everybody has the same taste as me or the same interest as me. Um, but anyways, so... Last podcast on the left is one of I listen to all of them. Um, just about you listen to every single one of them. There's over three hundred. I know because okay, this is crazy. But Andrew, bro, Your work, yeah, bro. Okay, yeah. So I'm at work at least forty hours a week, uh -huh. and I find this podcast. Yeah, it's about an hour an episode, sometimes a little more. Yeah. I can watch or listen to like, you know, generously 30, 35 episodes in a week. 
True. I crushed that shit so <laughs> fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was binging so hard. I was getting all of my serial killers and murderers mixed into conspiracy theories and having weird dreams Dude, about like. Yes, yes. I'm going through the same thing. Keep yeah, continue, about continue. like Jack the Ripper taping. Yeah blame for Joan Benet Ramsey and like you know just weird so like so I love this podcast it's great it's really funny you need to have a dark sense of humor to appreciate it because it's a comedy podcast but it's not about topics that are inherently funny they're actually pretty fucked up but um we lived in a fucked up world so it's nice to laugh at things you know Mm-hmm. Even if it is a little fucked up. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they do like conspiracy theories, which there are some really, really cool ones. And like, I'm paranoid now. Um, they do like UFO stories. They do horror stories, like with uh, different serial killers. They do um ghost stories they do some lore stuff too like it's really interesting and um if you're into any of those kinds of topics and you're okay with some dark comedy then i think it's a really really good one and you listen to it right andrew oh my god yeah that show so i found this probably around the middle of last year maybe maybe a little earlier than that and mm-hmm. like it really is like probably my favorite podcast now and i i've never been like the kind of person to research serial killers and shit i mean i've always liked aliens and stuff like that sure. and, and cults but now yeah. i listen to the serial killer ones i listen to the cult ones i listen to the alien ones my favorite ones are still the alien ones probably and the cult ones like they're doing yeah. the jonestown massacre now and i know that one's great. And the fact that they do so much comedy with it, it's kind of incredible Incredible because that's shit. They're talking about some of the worst shit. But the thing is, there's so much ridiculous information with this. Like there, there really is a lot of comedy actually to, to derive from it. So these guys are fucking geniuses, really. Well, their, their formula is really good, too, because they have the guy, Marcus, who presents the majority of the information. It took me way where, too long to figure out that Marcus was the main uh, uh, info guy. I don't know why it took me that long. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, but no, no, but it's just that that's funny because like, I mean, obvious, like they, they all share information and they all have information, but he's the one that's really kind of like driving the boat. Oh, yeah. And then, and he's great because he has funny comments too, but he's he's really interested in some of these topics. So like listening to somebody who's like, that's what they really, really like, talk about the stuff that they really like. Like that's always more interesting because like he finds all these great facts and it's like really well researched. And I mean, they have like, you know, researchers, but I just think it's well done. They and have then, two employees um, now, they said. Yeah. It's I fucking know, they're crazy. Doing- they're doing super well, so I'm really happy for them because I've been listening, you know, for about, uh, I guess, a year now. I started listening to them at the beginning of last year. Yeah, so, um, and I started with the first one, and so listening, like, as their progression and, like, doing more and more and them, like, figuring out the formula, like, it, it's great, but... yes. Um, yeah, and Henry, he's the the jokey guy, and 
I sometimes I think his impressions or you know little bits can go on at times, and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe he just said that. Or yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. also really really funny, and I like I, I, he cracks me up all the time, and the accents that he does, and and then there are times where like uh, he'll do a voice, and then like you'll be like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous, and they'll play audio of the person's voice, and I'm like, you see, I'm not that far off. So like <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, and then they've got, um, Ben Kissel. Yeah. Ben Kissel. Yeah. And he, he's really great too, but he's also like kind of the, the, um, listener in a sense where he's like asking questions and like, well, then what about this? And what about that? And he's like kind of bringing like that. So it, it's just like an the interesting skeptic. formula. He's kind of the skeptic of the group. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he does devil's advocate sometimes where they're yeah. like, how are you defending this person? So, yeah. 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 Ben <laughs> doesn't seem like he does any fucking research for the show, but he That's also, what I'm saying. he yeah. does, he does, he's a skeptic of the group. And also he's got like, he's got like the political thing he does and all that. And, um, oh, he does, he can do the kind of, um, uh, like sketch comedy kind of shit too. He can, he's kind of like similar with Hint to Henry in that way. Cause he can right. sketch comedy shit. He can do the improv to a, to a right. certain degree. I think Henry's probably the best at it in the group. And then, yeah, yeah. Henry, Henry does. It seems like Henry does a little bit of the research. Like he does like, like maybe less than half. Cause well, Marcus is well, a fucking I think machine. He definitely does. Yeah. Cause he's also interested in a lot of those topics too, you know, like, yeah. and I think, I think they all do some degree of stuff, but I feel like, yeah, Marcus is doing, the majority because i the don't brunt know of the work really but also like you know because like henry works on all those other things as well so that could be partially why he wouldn't do as much That's research, true. henry's got like know? a career going on. and also ben kissel's got like a sort of a political career maybe right. budding i don't know which is really interesting <laughs> yeah that is quite quite interesting yeah but so to anybody who's listening to this if you have not listen to last podcast on the left you should check it out before we move on i feel like you're about to move mm -hmm. on but before we move on okay. what's your favorite type of topic that they tackle mine's probably aliens and and then right under that is cults do you like the serial really, killers more or what i really like the ghost stories a lot uh-huh um the just but because of how funny it was um like with some of the ongoings and i was like wait really no yeah. um but i also i love the conspiracy theory ones and yes part of what i like about um the serial killer ones is like how how much like craziness went on with the police work and like you hearing all of like that backstory where it's like literally this person didn't get caught because these people in the police department were having a, a feud and they just oh, didn't yeah. want to do you know like so that's all interesting to me like i don't necessarily love hearing about people getting murdered but just the way that they present everything those episodes are really interesting too i think it also but of course with, the aliens are great well, yeah and also in like our line of work I think it, it's I can I think that podcast is good for people that are already dealing with horror movies on a daily basis. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. I mean because you know, like in the sculpting room they're playing those horror movies all day and you just hear ah 
in the background or like nah, 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 nah. yeah so for the <laughs> listener and and maddie uh dude they've got like the mini dvd player with a, like a little mini screen and they just have just like a there's like a dvd uh set like a like a little mini library and people yeah. just put mostly horror some other shit but mostly horror and they yeah. just put, pop that in just listen to it while sculpting all day the people yep. that aren't people that aren't listening to podcasts are listening to this <laughs> yes exactly yeah. <laughs> okay so- sorry um uh continue carly's um okay. I'm, I'm bunny so- in a lot. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, so the second one that I have is kind of um, the reason, well, yeah, whatever. Okay, so the second one that I have is Serial. Um, oh, yeah. And the first uh, season of that is amazing. I mean, like, I think that the journal, this, like, journalistic style of it, how it's so non-biased is insane and so the first one is all about um or the first season's all about a a guy who's convicted of a murder and he's in jail and he's saying that you know he didn't do it and he's trying to get the uh case overturned and it's it's very along the line of like you know like making a murderer where there's all this like just shoddy police work where you're like, well, then how is that possible? And I just, I love stuff like that. And I think the way that the podcast is done is really, really good. However, I was not a fan of the second season, but um, Serial's a really good one. The first one, if you're into like true crime type stuff, that's a really, really good one. I listened to the first season as well. I just haven't yeah. gotten to the second one and no one really talked about it as much. So I just haven't put it on the it's not as good it's just yeah. it's not as interesting it's i didn't finish it it's not compelling as the story it, like it's just i didn't you know it it if you want to listen to it you know listen to it and i know some people obviously liked it and i just think the first season was so good for it to go to a much like not even as close to as good to the second season was a big letdown because I was like, oh man, that was, right. I can't wait for the second season. And it was like, ah. Yeah, Serial seems to have done two things. It made podcasts super popular. I think. Yes, exactly. It kind of brought it more, a lot more mainstream. And also it introduced the idea of seasons to podcasts because mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. podcasts are just like, like the way we do it, just kind of keep going on and on and on. It's like but, a radio show. Yeah, yeah. But, right. but they did like a season thing, which was right. interesting. Yeah. Which also the last podcast on the left does not do seasons. So you guys are in good company. I know. I mean, most people do it like us, but they just chose a different <laughs> path, which is interesting. I'm, I'm worried that last podcast will run out of fucking topics. But then again, maybe there's just a shitload of these topics. Well, uh, another podcast that also does seasons that is also very, very good. It's called You Must Remember This. And it's about um, like some interesting back history and like uh, secret kind of stories about um, Hollywood during the golden era. And um, they have one season and it's all about dead blondes and it's about... (laughs) It's so good. I mean, it's like, it's about um, women that died at a very young age who were Hollywood starlets and some of the circumstances behind the deaths were very suspicious or, you know, like drug or alcohol related, that kind of stuff. Um, And then they also, like the woman who does it, 
the thing is, I love the content of this podcast, but I really dislike the lady who presents it. So it's uh. kind of a love-hate thing for me. Because at the end of every single one that she does, she goes, um, the, like, this is what you've just listened to has been uh, written, produced, and uh, recorded by Karina Longworth. That's me. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I just like, she's so self-gratifying. And sometimes she presents uh, speculation as fact, which that bothers me a little bit. But the content is awesome if you're into like behind the scenes stuff of like people working together and, um, you know, like the movie industry and the the weird dark underbelly of all of that. It's That's a good one. And that has seasons as well. I actually haven't listened to that one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting if you're into, you know, all that, that kind of stuff, of course. Um, if you're not, you know, like, it is what it is. <laughs> I'll check it out. No, it sounds cool. Sounds cool to me. Yeah. And then um, I have How Did This Get Made, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites by far. Like, I, that's, I think I like... I did toss up between that. How did this get made? And last podcast on the left, which are probably my two favorites. But um, how did this get made? Is another comedy podcast about uh, really, really silly movies that may not have intended to be super silly, uh, but they were, or they did intend to be super silly. And it was just like, how in the hell did anybody? make this and it's not just like trash talking the movie it's also like appreciating it you know like so i really like that and they usually, um, it seems like they usually enjoy the uh the movies even though they're kind of bad oh yeah well yeah i mean you know like it's the leprechaun movie you know it's a terrible movie but i watch Whoa. it all the time <laughs> slow down sister I, I, i'd say that about the other ones but leprechaun's pretty fucking solid it ain't no well, troll too okay yeah yeah no that's terrible too but like um they've got they they did the room and now you know that the uh disaster artist and all that which wasn't entirely because of the podcast but all of the people who are on the podcast are in the disaster artist so that's oh, kind shit, of really? cool yeah because they actually like in talking about the movie kind of brought up um the relevancy of and they in one of the podcasts they talk about how um they're kind of nervous when they uh like pick certain movies because they're like oh shoot because now all these people are going to watch this movie because this podcast has come out or are watching it in anticipation for the podcast. If you're going to go to the live viewing or taping of it, um, that sometimes people might think, Oh, we need to make a sequel or yeah, 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 let's like, this is totally making money now. So it must be a good movie. So um, it's just, it's really funny. They've got all kinds of interesting, uh, actors and comedy or comedic guests and <clears throat> it's i got to go to a live taping and we uh it was for ultraviolet which is a terrible movie oh God, that's so bad <laughs> so bad it's i almost so... walked out of that but i thought the people i was with were enjoying it so i was like okay i'll stay i won't be that guy the people you were with were enjoying it well no no we all walked out and we're like that was fucking terrible i was like why didn't we leave and everyone was like 
I thought we were, the other person was enjoying it, or I thought you were I thought enjoying you liked it. It's like, it. If, <laughs> yeah, I was like, if we only would have communicated, we could have caught the last half of some other great movie. That's uh, so funny. Yeah, that movie was bad. That movie was really, really bad and very confusing. And oh, yeah. I got it's supposed to, to be a vampire movie. I know, and you don't find that out until like the last, the last like, twenty <laughs> minutes yeah. of the movie, <laughs> because weird. they call them uh, hemophages. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, but so um I actually got to go I went to a live taping of that podcast and I got to ask a question. So you can hear me on that podcast. I heard it. Yeah, what up, bro? I should have <laughs> been like, shout out to all my bros. <laughs> Bless <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so the last one I have, obviously, because I'm on this podcast, Superhouse. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. We did not put no, up to do I, that. No, they didn't. But I did. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't just listen to this episode. Listen to them all. Yeah. <laughs> listen. You can to all skip of the earlier ones. If you work a 40-hour work week and you are by yourself, you can fly through 108 episodes. That's true. (laughs) Have you guys listened to Spirits? No. Spirits? No. It's two women who just do uh, folklore stuff. Oh, cool. um, But they're drinking the entire time. It gets really funny. Um, Sometimes one of them drinks. Sometimes they, like, make cocktails based on, like, what they're doing. Um, that's people awesome make cocktails and um sometimes the one of them doesn't like the drink so she'll hand it to the other one so the other one will get more drunk it's like it's kind of like last podcast on the left like where one of them is like okay i'm gonna tell you the real story and then the other one's like well i didn't do any research how does this happen and she'll be like that's well remember funny. when we talked about this roman mythology like roman mythology well in greek mythology so it's it's kind of cool you learn a lot but i think that's if you, really that's cool because cool. i, I love, you guys should check it out yeah i love different mythology type stuff and like folklore i think that's all awesome because i think it's cool how like so many different cultures have kind of similar stories that go so far back but it's like they had no way of you know, both having that same story because nobody from there has ever been there. So I think like just folklore in general is interesting. That's why there was actually a flood, (laughs) y'all. Everybody's got that flood story. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, everybody has that flood. Everybody had that flood back in the day. Um, Wait, wait, so is that the, oh yeah, that's the end of the list? Yeah, those are the five podcasts. Yay, that was very good. Presentation, senior bro correspondent, Carly Lasek. Thanks, bro. Carly Carly Cooper, whatever your name is. Yeah, whoever (laughs) I am. You can just call me Carly. I'll be like Cher, only one name. Just Carly. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Cool, that's easy to deal with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Um, I would only recommend um, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat because oh, it connects right. it connects with last podcast on the left because you get to see what Ben Kissel does best which is political commentary and he leans pretty far left but he is pro gun and he's not I don't know he's he's um interesting politically and I think I don't know it's just he's like about he's about our age maybe like 2 years older and it's just kind of cool he's a giant he's 6 foot 7 everybody yeah, he's so tall. Oh my God, he's taller than Jake, and Jake is a giant. 
Jake's Jake's pretty tall, but yeah, this guy's like a fucking giant. And Jake's uh, 6'5". Oh, Big really? Kissel's only 6'7". That's only two inches taller. I mean, that's still, true. that's that's ginormous. 6'7", quite big, but... Oh. Yeah, if if you listen to the last podcast on the left and you are you <laughs> like how do you fit in places? I would hate to be that tall. I know, yeah. That's a that's a point where it become like pretty cumbersome for a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know. Girls do <laughs> that, like a tall man though, from what I hear. Have you seen that um it was a commercial of Shaq? Was it a Lincoln or a Chrysler commercial? He's getting out of whatever car he was in. It just it's a big car, but it looks like a clown car cuz he's so big. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fit in places. A Fiat. Too big. Oh man, could you imagine Shaq in a Fiat? <laughs> he would not he he wouldn't fucking fit, man. I just really no, don't think you my could mom do just it. got a Fiat. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Do you like it? Does she like it? She does. She does like it. Nice. I haven't driven it yet. I'm excited to. Nice. Oh yeah. A little small European style. Mm. Yeah, easy to park. You know, when I Very was well. in Italy, I was um, go- I went on a tour, and the tour guide said that Fiat stands for fix it again, Tony, because they're always breaking down. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I've only heard good things about Fiats from people who have them. Well, our standards might be lower than Europeans. I don't know. I think so. I'm Maybe. sure. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, they're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fix it again, Tony. It's like Ford. Fix or repair daily. Der. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I got a Toyota. All right. Toyota. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, we're two out of three down, everybody. We're moving on to the last segment here. It's time for oh, the groovy. news. <laughs> groovy dogs the groovy okay. movie news exactly <laughs> <laughs> what up groovy bros <laughs> all right groovy bros let's get it started with dc news um steven s denight this guy is a producer for um daredevil and also uh smallville and some other shit uh I read that he was up for Man of Steel 2, but I think I read that the wrong way. I even told the Superhouse guys in a chat. Up means that he wants to do it. I thought that he uh-huh. was I thought he was like being selected and he was going to be next. And I was like, cool, you know, this guy's relatively unknown, but he did know uh he did um help out with uh, Smallville a lot, so he knows Superman, so sure. cool, but um yeah, I don't know. And this guy is also known, <laughs> well, not known for, but one of the most recent things he's done is something called Travel Boobs. Travel Boobs? Yes. Bro. <laughs> this, is, this isn't something like in the 80s that he did. This is like what one is, of his most recent things. What is it? Is it just him traveling around and like looking at boobs? I'm so glad you asked. I looked up the, uh, <laughs> the uh, Andrew's uh, synopsis like, for this. Andrew's like, downloaded it, saw it. A plus work. I'm the Marcus Parks of this shit. So apparently this is the log line for it. Three female friends look to run away from their problems on a road trip. Where the fuck are the, where the boobs come in? Like, I know they're female. Oh my God. (laughs) That's like that time where I was slipping through the channels and I saw a show called Top Hooker and I clicked on it. Not even at all what I thought it was. It was a fishing show. Oh God! <laughs> That's how they get and you. Then you proceeded to watch it for the next hour. Like, you know what? Yeah, I was about like, but maybe, 
maybe the hookers will show up. <laughs> no. There's a lot of fish in this, but I'm still waiting. Yeah, you never know. You never know. That's the thing about hookers is they'll just pop up. You, you never know, man. You never know. No. That is yeah, so but it's true. The fishing show is really it's misleading. So no boobs. No boobs. No, I, I I guess I mean look I mean there's three it's female friends. Sisterhood of the traveling pants was taken, so he's like, I'll go with travel boobs. Travel boobs. There we go. <laughs> it's a catchy title. People will watch it. They love it. <laughs> right, the traveling pants movie. Let's just put travel. Yeah. He's all like, yeah, boobs. Okay, fair enough. Let's go. Man it. known for travel boobs is actually going to direct Man of Steel two. <laughs> Hope for freedom or some shit like that. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I just want to know if we can watch uh, Travel Boobs because now I'm interested, dude. It's. A, I, I also looked it up. It's on. There's a few clips on fucking uh, <laughs> on YouTube, man. Um, it's just clips of it. I don't. Not full episodes. And there, I think it was okay. a Kickstarter. It was like a successful Kickstarter or some shit. Uh, yes, yes. I, all those so bros cool. out there. I prepared for. for <laughs> I prepared for those travel boobs. Yeah. Getting ready, yeah, man, man. Okay, well, traveling around and just looking at boobs sounds a lot more interesting, dude. That's what it should have been, man. It should have been like the Anthony Bourdain of boobs. Yeah, yeah. The only thing exactly. I can think of, the only thing I can think of is like a dude with a camera pointed at himself and being like, "Look at those! Look at those!" And you're like, oh, really? three, and it's like three hours long. You're like, "All right, check out those boobs." I imagine it's like in Santiago, they mostly have banana oh, it's a boobs. TV series, and then yeah, yeah. And then in Sweden, they have round ones that point down, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. was my. Uh, uh impression all right <laughs> so it yeah called, it should be called travel titties because the double t you know the alliteration yes. the yeah, alliteration yeah. has to go a long yeah. way these guys they should have hired you for this shit i know man what were they thinking they're stupid um <laughs> the open road is a harsh mistress oh my god <laughs> <laughs> at least that mistress has boobies Boobs. And the oh, uh, the open road is a harsh, harsh mistress, and these girls are about to get spanked. Oh, so it is dirty. It's so dirty. You'll totally see boobs, <laughs> dude. I mean, if if I don't, I'm I'm upset at this point. I'm asking for my money back. Yeah. <laughs> what if he, there's a travel boob, man, <laughs> Superman crossover, or the the cast from that show up in Man of Steel two? They well, show the DC's going, they might as well. Shit. Might as well. They show up in Wonder Woman yeah. and shit. Wonder Woman was great. I liked that movie. Yes, great movie. Yeah, I liked that one. Yes. Um. Yeah. I did uh, not like the last uh, Superman. Oh, Man of Steel? It, uh, it just went on forever. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a problem with the fighting at the end, the neck snap or anything like that? No, I mean, well, I just, there was so much where I was like, oh, it's over. Oh, no, it's not over. Oh, now it's over. And you, no, mean, no. you mean Man of Steel, not <laughs> not Batman versus Superman? No, not Batman versus Superman. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. I liked Man I of Steel, but I know, there's, I know it's a hard movie to defend, but I don't know. I just had a good time at the theater. I just thought it was right. Fun. Sure, of course. It's a Superman movie. It's a popcorn movie, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I like... I liked what Snyder was trying to do, 
I don't think that he succeeded entirely, <laughs> but um, it's just kind of like, you know, he was getting somewhere with it. I felt like, sure. yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Anyway, it's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, I so know. St- That's, yeah, a whole other thing. Steven S. tonight is up for man, wants to do Man of Steel 2. That's what they're talking about. There's no director set for this yet, although it seems to be pretty much in the works. Um, uh, moving on from the that. The only thing I want to say about yeah, that yeah, 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 is, yeah. when is Travel Boobs coming out? <laughs> Dude. I don't care about Man of Steel 2 now. <laughs> conversation okay. with Travel Boobs, and I need to know more about it. Dude, we should you just do a whole podcast about it. Just keep promoting travel boobs all the time and get people to like donate to their Kickstarter so maybe they'll finally get the funding and be able to do it. No, I think I, I don't I need to look this up again, but I think it was successful and they they made at least the first episode, I think. Oh. Well it's just well, we need, I mean, they throw money at that stuff all the time, dude. I need right. somebody needs to call Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> It's called right. Travel Boobs. It sells itself. Yeah, scooch an email over <laughs> to those guys. <laughs> that's what you think, but I haven't seen anything about it. I can't even watch an episode. Yeah, scooch that's... That, <laughs> scooch that thing on over. Scooch on over an email, bro. To the EP of that, that shiz. Yeah, right? catch that file, bro. Catch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh man, I'm so bad at sending emails, so I shouldn't be the one to send it. But one of you guys scooch an email over to Hulu or Amazon or Netflix, travel boobs. Next Look, I, big I scooch about 30 emails a day, all right? Yeah, you're a scooch like, master. I'm, I'm a scooch master up in this thing. <laughs> scooch, bro, scooch. <laughs> I keep on scooching. Uh, all right, just... <laughs> Relating to Superman in the next story, um, it's looking like uh, Superman, the rumor is, rumor is that Superman is going to show up in some sort of a role in Shazam, and um, it's looking like he is going to inspire Billy Batson, who is the little kid that turns into Shazam. Mm. So furthering, um, you know, they're trying to connect all the movies and all that shit. Sure, Um, of course. Thought that was kind of cool. I mean, uh, Shazam and Superman are fairly similar powers-wise, but um, you know, still kind of cool that they'll show up. I don't know much about the Shazam uh, backstory. Is he also from another planet? He is not from another planet. It's more fantasy-based, actually. He, gotcha. I forget how exactly it happens, but he meets a wizard, and the wizard gives this kid ancient powers and as soon as the kid says shazam he turns into a this is like a 10 year old kid not even in puberty like not even in puberty or anything this is a kid it's an elementary school school kid basically maybe 12 i don't know and then he transforms into like a superman type of character he can fly super strength i don't think he has frost breath or heat vision but uh it's like that kind of thing can run fast like like Superman can, the Flash sort of. Right, but, uh, sure, sure. Um, but th- at the end of the day, uh, it's fantasy based, and he's a kid ultimately. And even when he's a when he's in human, f- or not human form, but it- when he's in adult form, he still talks like a kid. He has the mind of a kid. So this guy right. is this guy Zachary Levi that's playing the adult Shazam. He's going to have to talk like a kid. He's going to have to have the delivery of a ten year old boy. So that's that, that's kind of cool, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think that um, 
I mean, like back in the day, there was a period in history where where Shazam, he used to be called Captain Marvel, actually. Um, I know it's confusing. It's a DC character called Captain Marvel. They changed it. Oh he's, officially, he's officially it's... Shazam now. Officially Shazam. But back in the day... Wasn't Shazam the genie? That's a uh, Kazam. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And also, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's so confusing and that's why they changed it to Shazam, make it simple and all that shit. But, uh, cause that's simple. Well, it's simpler than it used to be cause it's DC and the character has Marvel in the name. It's fucking yeah. confusing. On top of that, there's a Marvel character named Captain Marvel. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a question. Uh-huh. Do you think that they named him Captain Marvel? And made him talk like a ten-year-old little boy as a dig at Marvel. I don't think so because I believe this character was acquired from some other smaller company back in the day. Uh, that mm. uh, it, it's it's confusing because DC just bought up companies and shit, like right. you know, like a lot of people do. A lot of companies do this, and I think he was part of some buyout. I can't remember exactly, but I I, I mean it's a it's a decent theory, but I don't. Think that's exactly true. I'm gonna choose to believe it. <laughs> yeah, because I would because I feel like a superhero that's a grown man and speaks like a ten year old little boy, you would probably be like <laughs> you know it's, it's funny you say that because Deadpool is exactly that. Deadpool is making fun of Deathstroke. It, um it, it's an exact ripoff. It's it's Marvel making fun of DC, essentially. Right. Um, Death Deathstroke is Slade Wilson, and uh, Deathpool Deadpool is Wade Wilson, and you know, oh, a bunch yeah. Of, see, yeah, they're yeah. just taking punches, you know, at each other. And Deadpool is awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, yeah, it just depends on what you like and all that. I'm a slut. I, I like it all. Um, I like DC <laughs> and Marvel. <laughs> you know, so Andrews, I'll take it any way you want to give it I to me. I take it in all holes, baby. <laughs> Well, gross. <laughs> that's gross. Why'd you take it, bro? There? Jesus, bro. TMI. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I like Marvel, DC, Image, whatever the fuck you got, as long as it's good. Yeah, um, all that, all that, all that stuff. So yeah, um, Shazam, um, shit's happening with that stuff. Um, there's that's a lot cool. of casting news and all that. Last thing in the DC news is that. Um, well, it's kind of minor, actually, but Chris McKay, the director of Nightwing, said there's going to be a pretty major update on Valentine's Day. And um, to connecting this with Marvel stuff, there will also be a Deadpool trailer, Deadpool 2 trailer, dropping on Valentine's Day. Oh, of course, okay. because do you remember they made it a love story? That's how yes. they were, like, marketing it. Yes. And it's like a bunch of notebook billboards and stuff. That was hilarious. Yes, that was amazing. And it came out on Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then do you remember the Bob Ross video that they just put out recently? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes. was so fucking funny. <laughs> Deadpool is probably, it's one of my favorite superhero movies. It's its just way up there. It's like... I feel like part of why I liked it so much is because like there's so much done in superhero movies where like I'll just be like, oh my gosh, it's like cheesy or it's like overly jokey and this was in a way where it was like making fun of that like yeah. for that being a thing and it was like cool because i you know they they do that in movies like oh well they 
we can't do a rated R superhero movie because we won't make as much money because kids can't go see it. And it's like, yeah, but your your audience, like with this kind of a movie, should be adults. And that movie right. was a huge hit. And now it's like yes. totally opened up the idea that, oh man, like we could do rated R movies and could do the darker comic books, like actually really dark and like way the way that they should be. Yes, I mean, not adjusted for inflation. It was the top R-rated movie of all time. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it just made shitloads of money, and I think yeah, it turned everybody's heads. Yeah, the thing man. Is, is it doesn't matter that it's rated R. Kids are still going to watch it because yes. parents can, for real. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, other than a couple of, um, well, yeah, the sexual scenes. Like, I don't, if I had known about, you know, the... That, that kind of the pegging and i was like yeah. a mom bringing my 12 year old to see a superhero movie i'd be like oh fuck like i should have probably came and watched this first but you know like <laughs> kids are still gonna see it and get a hold of it so you know whatever yeah i mean you're seeing a movie with heads being cut off and shit too so i mean it's you are seeing the hero get pegged but i mean it is a sexual act and in in yeah. I mean, Which if you go by sex good. over violence, then I mean, yeah, it includes that, I guess. You know, I mean, I know it, it is a bit shocking because we haven't really seen a whole lot of that, but right, especially not in a superhero movie. Yes, I mean, not at all. You usually have <laughs> to turn to off fame. your Google Safe Search if you're going to go looking for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> NSFW, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't look that up on your work computer? That's your at home computer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're in Marvel news officially since we talked about Deadpool. Um, Venom in Atlanta has wrapped filming this week. Um, the cool. movie starring Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, and Riz Ahmed, and um, I'm sure many, many other people. Michelle uh, Williams. Michelle Williams, yes. Forgot she was in it, actually. Um, and uh, I'm, we're all looking really forward to that because who the fuck doesn't like Venom, man? Yeah, yeah, I know. Although I really, I don't think I liked Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Venom? No, wait, not Tobey Maguire. Um, other guy. Um, uh, fucking uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I confuse their names all the time. Um, yeah, he I, was. I think... but... Go oh, ahead, buddy. No, yeah, I just thought he was weird. I think he makes a fine Eddie Brock. I think if, but if you're gonna make Venom in a movie, you need to make him fucking huge. Yeah, like transform. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think that would have been. I think that would have been fine. I think like he's fine as like a photographer who hates. I mean, that movie's shitty, and right. I'm sure they could have cast someone different. But it's just like his just Venom was so bad. I mean, honestly, who goes for Eddie Brock? I mean, in the new Venom movie, I'm gonna go for Eddie Brock because it's fucking Tom Hardy. I know. Am I right, girl? I know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But when that movie came out and you knew it was Topher Grace, you're like, all right, well, that fucking sucks. That's all right, whatever. At least Venom's going to be huge. And then you yeah. saw it. So he's the same size as Spider-Man. What the fuck? Right. And also, uh, just when he like, would costume. take his mask off and it was just Topher Grace in the Venom costume, <laughs> and then he'd put it on, you're like, it's just Topher Grace under there. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's kind of weak, bro. Yeah, you got them noodle arms. <laughs> Dang, you can't have them noodle arms. You gotta no. have them Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Ah. 
He better have them yeah. lips even when he's Venom. Oh, my gosh. He is one <laughs> handsome man. you got to ask Kelly about Tom Hardy. Don't even get him yes. started about Tom Hardy. I've been trying to get – I asked Kelly to come on. Hopefully, he'll come on soon. He's uh, shy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of people at the shop will listen to this. Uh, and uh, Kelly, oh yeah, come on. That would be yeah, Kelly, do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what we got next? Have you so, talked to yeah. Mike Williams yet? You should talk to him. He, you know what? You're the first one that is like part of the the young crew. I was asking really? all the older people. I'm so many firsts. All these cherries are you popping are. tonight. You, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. Wow, <laughs> you guys, this is my first podcast that I've ever been asked to be on. Well, you're so doing that's great. Cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, Mike is definitely on the table. Um, I actually haven't asked him yet, but Mike, if you're listening, um, please come on and uh, yeah. we'll do a similar yeah. thing that uh, we're doing with uh, Carly. Yeah, you should have him talk about Grand Theft Auto because that's his like his favorite thing in the world. Dude, you know when you sign on to PlayStation, you can see what other people are playing he's every fucking night, it. man. Every it's fucking that game. And every time I talk to him, he's like, "Carly, you gotta hop on and play." And I'm like, "I know, I know, but I've been so busy, um, so I just hadn't been playing." And then now there's the new Battlefront, which Nick is all about, which I don't like as much as the first one, but whatever. Um, yeah, so I just haven't been playing it, but he's always playing Grand Theft Auto. I agree with your Battlefront talk, but God, I just need yeah. I want Star Wars all the time. <laughs> I know. No, but the thing is, is I'll still play the first one because I like the first one. And actually, a lot of people are still playing the first one because of all the complaints about the second one. Yeah, the more I get into the second one, I enjoy, but there are definitely like little things that I'm like, why would you change this? It works so well. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I get bummed. I love the campaign though. Like I had fun doing that, but again, it was just like with with the online play and all that, it's not anywhere near as fun. And there are nowhere near as many games and some of my favorite game modes aren't even on there anymore. Yeah, I get kind of like after a while, because I would play with people, so we'd only play like three yeah or two so i was like ah, eh, this is all right because i would just play with my friends so i was just sure. like all right whatever um so that didn't bug me as much but i don't i don't know i just feel like it should be easier to play because i'm not good at games i i've said it many times on this podcast i'm a mediocre gamer so i get killed a lot more than i do really well at battlefront yeah and i want i want more options to be heroes like i think it shouldn't just be oh look you got a million thousand points you get to oh, be a yeah. hero now. Yeah, like, I don't no. like, like Why I, can't I just be a hero? Right. Like, I don't like that you can't pick up stuff anymore. Like how before yeah. you could just run around and pick things up. Like that was great. Um, but yeah. I do like in the new one, the heroes versus villain setting. I like oh, that yeah, it's so only heroes and villains. So if you're playing it, yes. you are going to be a hero or a villain. And even when you die, you come back as that same person. So, like, I like yeah, that because you actually learn to play the characters way, way more. Yeah, no, I agree. I got really good with Kylo Ren. But yeah. the thing that sucked in the old one was is you'd be like, oh, cool. I'm, you know, I'm whatever character running through. And it's like, all right, well, there's 50 dudes over there shooting at me. So I died. And it's like, exactly. Yeah, I'm a Jedi. I can't, I can't force push that far. I know. And I can't play those, like, really, really large group. Um, settings because I'll like pop my head out and I'm like looking and then I get hit from a certain way and it's like the person was right friggin' behind me but it, it's just there's so many people I'm I'm not super great either I mean I'm better than terrible but 
you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel really good when I'm like the fifth person and like I've gotten like 12 kills and there's a person down there with one. I'm like, I'm better than you. <laughs> Suck <Yes>. a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that person only played for five seconds. They only jumped in in the very last moment. Uh, <laughs> That's sh- why they only had sh- <laughs> I don't want to hear that. They were playing the entire game and they, they're just that bad. But then in the I, next I game, love- they have like 300 kills and you're like, oh, fuck. I love in the um in the first one. I think I'm sure you, I'm pretty sure you can still do it in the second one where you can um do the poses or the gestures. Yeah. And like after I would kill people, I'd flex a lot. I <laughs> 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 always cracked me up <laughs> to myself. You <laughs> like a th- you're making some they called it back in the day, right? Oh yeah. You're making some 12-year-old really upset. I know, especially when people would try and target me and then I just shoot them in the face and then you do that pose where you got like the one arm straight up in the air and the other one kind of like bent. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I actually have never, I never played those because I I haven't liked AE or EA like for a long time, man. It's just not. Listen, Andrew, no one does. Yeah. Yeah. They're only people with Star Wars games. So what the fuck are you going to do? To me, it's like yeah. just, just stick with Star sports. Wars. People seem to like you doing sports. Just do that. Give back, yeah. uh, give back Star Wars shit to other people. This is not working out. I used to or play a like, lot of Madden. That game it's boring. I don't like sports games as much. Yeah, pretty pretty boring overall. Yeah. I'd say. You know, the best sports game is NFL Blitz. I'm just saying. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> Done. that. Done. <laughs> um, it's Mega Man Soccer on uh, SNES, bro. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, it's called NBA Jam on Sega Genesis. So get oh it shit! I forgot about that boom shakalaka. <laughs> He's all response. Is it the shoes? All right, uh, moving on. Last thing in the Marvel shit is um, New Mutants was pushed back. This is an X Men thing, uh, X Men movie oh um, pushed back like eleven months, and the reason is probably heavy reshoots and um, the Fox Fox being bought out also. But Josh Boone, the director, said this in Empire. Uh, I think this week, or the issue that came out this week, um, New Mutants will be, quote, the hardest PG-13 ever made, end quote. What does that mean? It'll be very close to R, I guess. Okay. I just, I don't, like, what does it... And the thing is, is they, they also said that it wasn't scary enough. And I'm like, well, Jesus fucking Christ, it's a fucking X-Men movie, man. Like, I don't need right. it to be fucking, uh, what's the scariest? I don't need it to be the fucking Exorcist, right? you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't wear their suits in it either. So it's like, what the fuck, man? You know, I, I mean, I know you like, you like to shy away from the shoot, suits sometimes in X-Men films, but. <sighs> I mean, I, I hope that we get them because the comic that it's based off of, they do wear suits in it. So I'm hoping at some point. Dude, maybe they at the end they're saying they're saying no suits. The they always no suits. mess with uh, it. Also, it's it's also eleven months away now, Andrew. So maybe we're getting fucking suits. I, I would mean, like. I, would like to I hope you're right. Because of this podcast and everything that has just been said right now, somebody will hear it yes. and they'll be like, "Oh shit, we got to do the suits." Superhouse said this, so uh, they kind yeah. of uh, know the zeitgeist. Everybody, stop what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Andrew, one day we'll be there. Dude, we're going to fucking run this town, boy. Honestly, I think I, I'm more scared that they push it back 11 months than it coming out this year. 
Yes. Like I was like, I was pretty sold on it. And then they push it back that far. Like I'd get like a, like several months because they're like, Oh, we needed to reshoot some stuff and the merger and what, or the buyout, whatever, you know, that I'd be like, okay, cool. I mean, that stuff happens. So, and the new, whoever, whoever gives them a paycheck is like, oh, I'm just not happy with this. I get it. It's, it's movies. So, right. But to push it back 11 months was like, well, what was the original film? Like, like, was it even good at all? Or I bet you the original version is going to end up on the, how did this get made podcast? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, uh, man. I don't like, like, and then the quote, the hardest PG 13, like you can make a good PG 13 movie. Not everything has to be rated R to be good. I think it's just that it's horror. So they're trying to, they want to bring in as many of the kids as they can, but at the same time, they want to be as hard as they can. Cause it's horror. I also don't understand why it's like, this is almost an R like, how is that a selling point? Because it's not. It's still PG thirteen. What does that mean? It's, uh, you know, look. I this is the I hardest PG movie you've ever seen. Yeah, I know. It kind of comes <laughs> off as a, a slightly lame, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> We're all gonna be seeing this fucking movie. It's Are we like when you're ourselves? a little kid and you're almost like, and you're four, and you're like, I'm four and three quarters. Yeah. Because you're almost. You're still five. four. Kids yeah. say half all the time, right? I'm four yeah. and a half. I'm four and a half. Yeah. You don't say that when you get in your thirties. I'll tell you that much. I'm three and a half, right? I'm 33 and a half right now, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Bitch. I pay my taxes. Yeah. I'm a real man. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's happening? (laughs) All right. We're leaving Marvel and going into other. Now this is the last section. Marvelous. Yes. Um, so you're welcome. So, so, so many pictures. Chief Tom Rothman stated he hopes to have a sequel for Jumanji, made a billion at the box office, uh, around Christmas of 2019, because that is the same time it'll face off against uh, the next Star Wars film, which is what happened this time around. That movie has made 338 million domestic and nearly a billion worldwide. Man, Jumanji was insanely popular. I didn't see it yet because I haven't really haven't been to the movies at all. And I feel bad about that lately, but working so much, but I heard it was great. Yeah. A lot of people say that I've had a friend tell me that too. I think it just kind of got overshadowed in the news by last Jedi, but not overshadowed by fucking uh, theater goers because fucking the numbers, man, it's insane. I know. I heard it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to see it. I think I was the only one on this podcast that thought it looked good. Oh, Stefan hated it. Stefan was like, he couldn't stand it. Yeah. And I was like, like, it doesn't like look that Kevin bad. Hart or, or Jack Black or. Stefan left I, in the middle of Kong Skull Island. He's that kind of guy. He, he, he just, I don't know. He, he just really hates some movies on principle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everything I saw from the trailer, I was like, why? when I watched it, I went, I shouldn't like this. God, I want to see that movie so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on record. I really don't like the original. Like, I just don't give a fuck. But I wanted to see this movie. You didn't like the original Jumanji? No. Listen, Carly, I know. I know. Just leave it alone. He, it's, it's, how Andrew uh, it was boring as fuck. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Go there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't boring. know. But I like... Yeah. The house flooding. There were big plants that were eating people. There was a stampede. There was that crazy guy with the elephant rifle. What is you? You don't know. Look, what? 
what a lot good of times, movies. Robin Williams just weirded me the fuck out. I, I, yeah, I thought he was great as the voice of the genie in Aladdin. Good Will Hunting is so, one of my favorite movies. Um, if it was a lot of times, Robin he just Williams? weirds me out. It would have been a lot better, maybe, yeah. What? Okay. Don't talk about Robin that way. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, too soon. Too soon. Hook Poor also taste, sucked Andrew. a bunch of shit. I hated Hook. Oh, what? Oh! What am I hearing? Can't stand Hook. I don't. I don't know Carly. I don't even know him sometimes. <laughs> don't even. How are you? I'm like I'm having a nervous breakdown right now because I don't know if I'm going to be able to like look at you tomorrow, Andrew. You know how Robin Williams was in uh, la- like what is it, twenty twenty four hour photo or whatever? Yeah, that's how he is in every movie for me. He's just some fucking weirdo. He's just some creeper. Yeah, he's just some fucking creeper. Like, he's I some know. creepy dude who wandered on set, and they're like, "Man, put him in it." No, you've had problems growing up and stuff, but you, you just, you're not like, you're not canceling that out when you act. You're bringing too much of that in, man. Ah, just, I don't know. It's just, I think you know who's getting really weird. Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey, weird. Yes, but it's, have you he's seen a cartoon though. Uh, I don't feel like I. He didn't have like the like. I was, uh, I, I don't know. Like, if you need like Robin Williams had major problems growing up. Major, well, sure. major fucking problems. Didn't Jim Carrey, wasn't he like homeless for a little while? He was poor, but I think his family loved him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Robin Williams oh, had right. like, a really fucked up situation. I, I don't know for sure. People can correct me online if they want. I don't know, but it just kind of felt like, like 24 hour photo or whatever it was called that fit him. Aladdin, I didn't have to see his face, and he just did voices, and he wasn't the main character, so that was cool. Hook, oh, he's, he's playing like, some, like, 40-year-old fucking, yeah. like, way too old. I know it's a point of the story, but fuck, man, I don't want to see some old-ass geriatric Peter Pan, and he's playing kind of the same thing in fucking Jumanji, some kid trapped in a fucking man's body. Like, I'm fucking done with it. I'm done. No. Well, I mean, you are done with it because Rip. I know. R.I.P. Yeah. I liked his body of work. I mean, look, Good Morning Vietnam, again, Aladdin, 24-hour photo, like that one, okay. Um, Good Will Hunting, one of my favorite movies of all time, and that movie also works because it's more serious, and he's playing kind of a fucked-up individual, and and his, his, you know, aura or whatever, it kind of, like, works for that. Do you ever see old dogs? No, I never saw that <laughs> shit, man. No. It's pretty funny. <laughs> no, I mean, you're the only one I know that has said that's good. All right. Sorry to bring the podcast down, everybody, with my yeah. negativity. Moving on from yeah. that. Um, <laughs> back to movie news. Universal Studios and Legendary Entertainment have announced Detective Pikachu is now filming. What? <laughs> yes. Starring Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and the what? venerable... Ken Watanabe has joined the cast uh, in a brand new uh, character that wasn't in the cartoon uh, known as, and this character is going to be known as Detective Yoshida. So, uh, action movie? Dude, I guess so. And I think it's going to be a CG Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. I, I don't really know how all this is working. What if it's like like Ted? But like more for kids? But yeah, no, no, I'm maybe. saying yeah, it's yeah with Pikachu. I, I think that might be the uh, that might be the angle. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like they're going to be Pokemon do. in it. 
I, I believe so. I mean, I don't know what uh, it's like. It's called Detective is, Pikachu. So uh, he's trying so to find other Pokemon or you something. You have to use know. your Pokemon Go to find the Pokemon. In That's the what this movie's going to be. That's exactly. They're going to have these special, and it'll be like everything's Pokemon Go. Right. Figured it out. You don't need to go see it now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you said Pokemon Go, so I'm sold. <laughs> I don't always like when they do um, like a cartoon, you know, that's like 2D and then it's like a 3D animated thing. Like I didn't like when they did that to the Smurfs. Uh, yeah, I know. But yeah, I didn't see those movies, but it's like I'm not going to see Smurfs anyway, man. <laughs> you didn't ever watch the Smurfs growing I, up? I watched them growing up, but like. I, I really love the Pixar films. I like Lego Batman. Oh, yeah, of course. Lego Batman was so good. I love how that was a movie about friendship. Yeah, exactly. It was incredible. Like the Lego yeah. movie, too. I haven't seen Ninjago yet, but like, I haven't seen I, that either. I, I like a great deal of animated Coco. movies. That oh, yeah. was so good. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's on my list. I want to see that. I just, but oh, the thing is, I like animated so movies, good. but I don't like, I just, I just didn't have any desire to see Smurfs. It just didn't. <laughs> no because it was i and i had i didn't see it either because i was like saw the previews and i was like what the fuck because yeah. it's not the smurfs but you know people don't want to see 2d animation anymore and i think it's a shame well it's it's a lot more expensive for one i think that's the major thing there for um, doing something entirely like that because you can still do it with like the computer stuff like you don't have to hand draw it you could they probably could do some like flash animation like really like um you know like really well done 2D flash animation for major like the Teen Titans Go movie that's coming out in the theater this year that seems to be all flash and uh yeah i guess it's possible but um the traditional 2D the way disney has done it like you know, the SpongeBob movie the those were just the 2D Ah, uh, you know, I guess maybe it's just the Disney thing that's expensive. I don't know what it is, but um, it seems like the CG one, as many people as they employ, it seems to be still cheaper than uh, that's than, the other, than the other ways. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I do love all those Pixar movies and everything. I think they're great. Yeah, Pixar is like, it's it's they generally make the best stuff, other than yeah. Cars. Yeah. <laughs> but that Cars makes the most money. They're, that's I the know, most money-making franchise. Because children love it. Yeah, yeah, they love that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, they eat that shit up, bro. You know and what I'm saying? Seemed, yes. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's, it's <laughs> that cartoons seem to be made more for kids. I don't know what it is. Maybe. Right. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just a theory I have. All right, last thing on the docket, everybody. It's um, John Cena is up to play Duke Nukem in a Michael Bay movie. Cool. <laughs> Listen, I, I will say him as Duke Nukem sounds great. It's yes. going to be yes. a lot of fun. My favorite my part of that day. movie, my favorite part of the Amy Poehler movie, Trainwreck, was Michael. Oh, Amy Schumer. Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. <laughs> what did I say? Amy Poehler. Oh, okay. Well, I actually like Amy Poehler more than Amy Schumer. But that's yeah. But I don't it, like Amy Schumer at all. John Cena's character in it was hilarious. Oh, he was so good. He's so funny in everything he's been in. He's, I think he's amazing. He's really good. But they, yeah. they need to drop the mic. If Michael Bay's directing, I don't want to see it. 
Like they need to get someone who knows humor and can make like. Do you a know fun. how many explosions there will be in that movie? Dude, yeah. Well, I mean, you need that, but I feel like it's just gonna be like, like I don't know if I want to see like a super. Like, I don't need to see like I don't know, man. I mean, I know Duke no, is like super sexist and terrible, but like. Can we move past that and just have like a fun Duke Nukem movie? Like I want it to be like Ash but it's versus Evil. Dead. I feel like his will he'll be fun. Like Yeah, but it's like Michael Bay is gonna have the, the final say on the script and he's gonna put some like fucking sexist ass shit in it. And it's just gonna like I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna see it. I haven't seen a Michael Bay movie in the theater. I like refuse to watch his film. So But isn't John Cena still part of the WWE stuff? He's yeah. going to be the lead in the next Transformers movie, though. I think he's kind of poised to to break out soon here. Well, sure, but if he's still doing like wrestling stuff, they all I they highly... all do it still. They all but, do it. But still. they wouldn't be able to do something like too terribly offensive as his character, because then WWE like doesn't like to get behind stuff like that. That's true, but maybe Cena wants that 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 big money. Yeah, probably. Money, yeah. <laughs> but if he's like on contract or something, you know, like so maybe maybe there's hope that it won't be too Michael Bay. You know, that's what I thought for those Turtles movies too, and we also held those. Oh, two. oh god. So, I don't even like to talk about them. Those <laughs> I don't that's why I brought it up to make a point. Make a point. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think I think it's great casting. I, I that'll be a lot. I, I'm just hoping it's like a. I just I want it to be like a, a fun, you know I need it to be kind of like Deadpool almost. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good take. That's a good take. And, yeah. And, but I mean, you know, just like I want it to have some heart too. I just don't want it to be because the video game is like it, it's nostalgia nostalgic for me, but it's not super good. The story's not that good, and you could actually do something cool with Duke Nukem and like bring new life into him. You know. Yeah. And I just feel mm-hmm. like you know having Michael Bay is kind of a missed opportunity to getting like you know, uh, someone else to do it. Someone who yeah. has a comedy background or like, you know, the people who do Ash versus Evil Dead. If you guys haven't watched that series, season one and two is on Netflix. It's super fun and it's ridiculous. I've but heard like, that's really good. And Bruce Campbell's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really, it's like a great continuation. I was, I was one of the people who was like, it's going to suck. Like they can't get the formula back. It's not, that, but they did. They know exactly yeah. what they're doing, but like that team of people should do the Duke Nukem movie because they get it. They get how to do that, like kind of cheesy horror stuff that just works. They tapped into We're, something that I thought was lost because I thought it was like a, a horror movies that came out in that time period have a different, a, diff, a, a definite feel. Oh, for sure. Right, but they yeah. captured it. So any of those people writing that show too hard. And I feel yeah. like the stuff that's coming out now is trying way too hard to be like overly ridiculous or silly. And yeah. it just doesn't come across the same way. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where I feel like Evil Dead kind of like stumbled into how funny it was and then just like embraced it. Yeah. Whereas, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the top comment I read on this uh, on Reddit was, um, you know what? This is kind of the most sensible thing for Michael Bay to do. (laughs) For real, because of all the explosions. It makes complete sense. And they'll give him the biggest CG explosion budget ever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're they're not going to. I would like to think anyway that they're going to not make a super sexist film. Um, uh, (laughs) But uh, 
I don't know. You never I know. Think, I guess. Like, with everything that's going on right now, yeah, it would probably be such a terrible idea to make an overly sexist film. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I'm not going to be saying this. Uh, that first. would be hilarious. Yeah, I don't know what they're going <laughs> to do with this, man. I mean, it's more than likely it's going to have a shitty ass script and and it'll have like a couple good scenes maybe. And no, that's the thing it. is. There'll probably be a decent script for it that's like funny and like, and then Michael Bay will get final say on it and then just make it shitty. Yeah. Right. Because that's like in his contract I've heard is like he gets final say like on script and he can change lines and shit like that. That's the thing that I don't like about him. It's just like, man, like let people write. Maybe Transformers 1 would have been good if you didn't get final say, you know? Right, 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 right. And it was just the original script and you just shot a fucking movie. All right, guys, that that brings us to the end of episode 108. Um, cool, 108. Yeah, thanks for coming on, senior bro correspondent Carly Lasek. Thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. Yeah, awesome. And uh, let's just do the shout out slash plugs real quick. We always miss doing that, and I made it a point to uh, keep this going. Uh, for this episode, so uh, I want to thank Shasta once again for the Patreon help and um please yes, yes please yes we uh very much appreciate that and wait did you say shasta like the soda her name is shasta oh okay i was like you guys got a soda brand just no here? no it's just it's, it's <laughs> one person on patreon working on it, all right we're working on it i wish that was cool. We just have to constantly drink Shasta and like. <laughs> yeah. Why are you guys saying that so much during the episode? I like to thank Lacroix flavored water. <laughs> you have to oh. constantly be opening cans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we so, only did one commercial one time, and that was when Adam Carolla came on. Yes, Adam Carolla was on this podcast once. Oh, nifty! And uh, he wanted us to promote some uh, beer that he was uh, had, he was involved with, an Ooh. IPA, and that was it. Um, but uh, we're working on it. <laughs> did you try the beer? Did you get to try it? No, they didn't send us anything. But uh, you know, it was like, well, we're his his manager agent maybe his manager told like asked us you know it was kind of it kind of was like you know adam Kroll is coming on can you at least do this for us i was like yeah this is like nothing whatever sure so uh yeah some beer or something so we could at least try it and yeah so you could have also yeah you'd have been like oh man it is good Mm -mm. we're drinking some right now we do need to do we need to buy that eventually uh we could probably get it at uh bevmo they usually have like the limited run shit i think it was like a limited run thing or uh what do you call it like it's not limited run but kind of not nationally sold yeah yeah local and uh, catch Superhouse on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And also, I am Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter. And Maddie, do you want to talk about uh, anything you got? Uh, I'm on Instagram as Old Beardo. So that's <laughs> yeah. it. Just follow me there if you want to follow. Uh, I post about music and I draw stuff. So nice. And Carly, do you have anything you'd want to plug here? I mean, I'm on Instagram as Carly does makeup. Um, Can you spell that out? Or at least Carly? Carly, C-A-R-L-E-Y, because my parents 
They're fancy. <laughs> They're fancy. They're a couple mavericks. Hell yeah, boy. Some rebels. All right, thanks, bros. This has been episode 108. This is Andrew signing off. This is Maddie. Goodbye. Bye. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk tough. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> That's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. If you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>